Blog Talk Radio. All right, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you to the Lord for being able to come before you and to uh, share with you the things that the uh, Lord has laid on us, have laid on our hearts to share. So if you have your Bibles, let's go real quick. Um, let's go real quick to the... 14th chapter of the book of John. We're going to continue what we were talking about concerning the troubled heart. So the 14th chapter of the book of John. We're going to go a little bit more into detail and hopefully uh, open up your understanding uh, concerning why the Lord have us talking about this. All right, so the 14th chapter of the book of John, verse 1, it says, uh, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And so that that is the, the core of, of what we're talking about, about the troubled heart. And a lot of times when people, uh, when people, read this scripture, or they think about a troubled heart, uh, they're thinking about the heart that worries. And um, they're thinking about somebody that's anxious, which, that's, of course, that's a part of it. But if you will think about, think about it from this manner, what is it that causes a person to worry? That, see, the troubled heart is, is, is the is the root of worry and the root of anxiousness and, and, you know, and things like that. So what is the, what is the root? What, what is the cause? In other words, of anxiety, you know, besides the troubled heart. And so when he's talking about a troubled heart, if you get to the root of it, what is he talking about? A heart that look at what he says, let not, and he gives us a clue there. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. So, there, he's given us what the root of a trouble, what he means when he's talking about a troubled heart, is talking about unbelief, uh, 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 a heart of unbelief. So if a, if a heart has faith, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, then it's, then your heart will not be troubled. But if you don't believe, in other words, if, you, if you're not walking, and you, in other words, what it boils down to, if you don't have the relationship with the Lord that you're supposed to have, then that in itself is what produce what produces a troubled heart. And so we're going to get to the root of the heart, what the heart matters. See, so he tells us, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In other words, so let, let's go real briefly to the 10th chapter of the book of Romans. And we're going to look at some things about the heart so we'll understand actually what we're talking about when we're talking about a, a troubled heart. Um, start reading at verse 6 in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans. We'll start reading at verse 6. It says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, 
say not in thine what? Heart. So do you know the things that you speak, they come from your heart? The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And so what does that mean? That before anybody ever hear it with their natural ear, what your thoughts are or what you're about to speak, things are already in your heart. You see that? Those things are already there. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ up, bring up Christ again from the dead. But what says it? The word is not thee, even in thy mouth, and in what? Thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe where? In thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So, here's the thing about it. Our relationship with God is based on the condition of our heart. Like, we have to, it's not just enough walk around all day long, going to church, going to every church meeting they can find, uh, and, and all of these different things. I've heard people, people have called me to ask for prayer, for healing, and, 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 and you know, you can ask them, do you believe? And they're, they'll confess with their mouth. Yes, Brother Bowden, I believe. But what, what, but here's the thing. Have, do they believe it in their heart? So you can confess something with your mouth, but if you don't believe it in your heart, then you're just speaking empty words. You see that? And so our salvation is based on us believing in our hearts. That, that has to come from a, a pure heart, a sincere heart. Now, the, again, the devil knows the scripture. And if you ever want to know what the devil's plan is and what his plan of action is and what his plan of attack is, all you have to do is read the word and believe the word and think on the other side of it. So if if confession, if salvation comes through confession of the mouth and believing in your heart, and you know that that is exactly what the devil fights against is your salvation, you actually being saved for real, then you have to know that he has to get to the root of your salvation, which is that last one especially, believing in your heart. And he knows that you cannot believe in your heart, you see that, that he cannot, you cannot believe in your heart or believe with your heart if it's got all kind of other junk in there. You see that? He knows that. And so... What does he do? He 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 puts other stuff in there. You see that? He puts other stuff in there. And it's designed that's where your that's where your trouble comes from. The Bible tells us that the heart is wicked above all. Who can know it? Not only wicked wicked and deceitful above all who can know it most of the time most of our heart trouble 
And when we talk about heart trouble, we're not just talking about, oh, I'm worried or I'm anxious. We're talking about your the, the, the way that you process things. In fact, let's go to the book of Proverbs real briefly. Proverbs. Fourth chapter of the book of Proverbs. And we're going to start reading it. Verse uh, 23. We're going to read verse 23. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence. Everybody see that? You know, there's something like that word keep means to guard. That means you put you put something around it. Now, how do you how do you guard your heart? You have to be watchful of things that's designed to to cause you to have an evil heart. You have to be now. This is talking to saved people. Now, it's just automatic that people that's out in the world that's not trying to live for God, then there's no possible way they can keep their hearts or guard it. It's just impossible. You see. And so this is talking to believers. This is telling us when God has given us a new heart that we need to guard that heart. And how do we guard our heart? We have to be watchful. Now, when the Lord is talking, tells us to be watchful in his word, he's talking about be aware that the enemy is going to try to sow some things in your heart to get you to disbelieve, to get you to have a bad attitude about things or whatever, and that in and of itself will cause your heart to be troubled. You think about it. If I if I came to you and I said, you know, um, your son just died, or, you know, you're not the greatest person in the world. I really don't like you, you know, because you're you're an evil person or something like that. There's something off the wall or whatever. I said that, if I said that, that you're not a good person or you're not going to heaven or whatever the case is, what is it that would cause you to be troubled? about what I said. What is it that would bother you about what I said? i tell you what, the fact that you believe what I said. You see? And so if you were guarded, if you guard your heart, now what is that talking about? It's not saying that you don't believe everything or don't believe anything. What is that saying? That you don't take it the heart. You know, a lot of times that's the reason why, this is the very reason why, see, because I, I can tell you the truth according to God's word and, and it can find you. And I'm not trying to call you out specifically, but the word of God finds you where you are and you can get upset about it and you can um, reject it, not because it's not the truth and it hasn't found you, but because of where your heart is in the matter, because of, of your heart. You see that? And a lot of times that is due to you already accepting something else that's not right. You see that? The only reason why truth don't have room to be received in your heart, that, that your heart does not have room to receive truth, is because you have already believed a lie somewhere. And so the Bible tells us to guard or to keep our heart with all diligence. In other words, we reject lies. And we remain sincere so that we can see 
the truth and believe the truth. Because here's the thing. If you don't believe the truth, then you're automatically set up for for your heart to be anxious and for your heart to be troubled. I'm telling you, look look at what the last part of that verse says. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of it, you see that, are the issues of life. Now, let me explain the way the enemy works. Now, we have to explain this because if you don't get it, uh, you're going to be in trouble. Your heart determines all of your actions. It determines your thought process. Your actions are based on the way you think, and the way you think is based on where your heart is. If you believe that every, now we, you think about it, I, I just break it down like this. It, it, there are people who always have something to prove to somebody. They're always trying to prove that they're a good person, you know, and listen. Most people have enough sense to know when people are sincere if they're, if they're believers. And you're not even sincere if you're trying to prove something to somebody else. So a lot of people, Christians, go through life with something to prove. Why do they go through life trying to prove that they're a good person, trying to prove that they're this or prove that they're that? I'll tell you why. It's because somewhere, you see that, in, in their hearts, they don't believe that they are accepted already. What makes them believe that they're not accepted? Because they have believed a lie that they are not accepted, if they make any sense. In other words, a lot of times people deal with the fruit of the matter. You know, they try to prove I'm a good person. See, I, I love, I, I, I'm this, I, you know, I, I really am a good person. And and that's all the devil shows them is the surface of what they're trying to do until they get burnt out trying to prove that they're a good person. And then instead of them going to the root of the matter, what do they do? You know what? I, I'm going to just do me. That's that's their attitude then. I'm going to just do me. Not knowing you know, why you're doing you, your heart is still in the same place. You're not dealing with the root of, I believe the lie somewhere. And that is what's got me acting the way that I act. And so... We we have to get to the point. You see that out of it flows the issues of life. In other words, what you believe is what causes you to act the way that you act. You act the way you act because of you what you believe, and it's because of what you what's in your heart. In other words, is the way you process things. You see that what's in your heart is is the way you process things. So it says. To guard your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence. For all, out of it flow the issues of life, or in other words, all the issues of life. So what is that talking about? In, uh, in history, uh, people had wells. Right? You know, we have a well on our property, so I understand the concept. But back then, you know, of course, now most times when, you, when people say they have wells, uh, it's talking about a big hole in it. It's talking about a small hole or pipe that's drilled down, especially if they're drinking from that well. They're drilling 200 feet and, and into the ground at least, and that's where the pure water is, and, and so that becomes their drinking water. But they have a pump there, 
and that pump is connected to pipes, and it pipe and it pumps uh, the water through the from the main pipe into the home or whatever. And so that's what wells, you know, that are, are today. But there are some places, uh, especially in underdeveloped countries, countries where the wells are like they used to be. Now, uh, in 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 history, whenever a king an army wanted to conquer a land uh, uh, after, especially after the land was conquered, what they would do is they would find the well in that because every community had a well in it. You know, people would go, the whole community would go and draw from that well. Just like what you see in, in Jesus' day, him sitting on the well, and, you know, near the well and the woman coming to draw water from it. The whole community would draw from that well. And, but what they had to do, because, you know, so you think about it. Now, you, I have to paint the picture for you. You're in a community, and you have a bunch of loved ones around, and you love those people. You've gotten to know those people. You went to school with some of them. You helped raise some of them, children, whatever the case is. So you know everybody in your community. And all of y'all have that one thing in common. Y'all have this well that y'all drink from. And y'all are constantly meeting at this well, talking and things like that, you know, and that's that's how your livestock is drinking and all of that and so you know your water is essential for your life and you understand that and so you're meeting at the well and uh you're meeting at the well with different people just at different times and y'all talking and conversing about what happened during the day and what your little son is doing now he's talking now he's walking now whatever and so you develop a a, a community because it is well But at some point, you hear that this person that you were meeting at as well or somebody in that family has gotten sick. And and then you hear, you know, on the next day that somebody else in the community is sick. And then before you know it, 10, 20, 30, 100 people in that same community is sick. With the same thing, coughing, got a fever, throwing up, don't know what's going on. And so but then what you have to do, now I'm telling you the way they thought back then. And then you have to start thinking, why are we all getting sick? What is it that we have in common except this well, which is what they were back then, what they would do. They would go and check the well. And oftentimes what they would find if they were not careful, because you think there's hundreds of people, maybe thousands, drawing from the same well. And at this time, uh, the wells was just a big hole in the ground. And they had a... a, a, a like a, a big whatever to cover the well. And, you know, they, they hadn't got to the point where they were stacking bricks uh, and building a wall around it so that nothing could fall in it. But oftentimes what happened is somebody would forget to cover that well back up. You know, just like, you know, just like in any, any household, you tell your children, hey, turn off these lights. We, if you're not in the room, turn the light off. Somebody's going to forget. See? And so somebody would forget to cover the well back up. And then you got an animal, a stray animal, just walking through and, and maybe don't see the well or not paying attention, don't see this hole in the ground, in other words, and he falls into it and he drowns. Now, there is the source of life for a whole community. And they've let some stray animal fall into their, their source of life. And it has poisoned most of the people in that community. 
All it takes is one animal. One little, it could be like a squirrel or a little puppy or something like that. And and that in and of itself, the the death of that and then the then the uh, degradation of that body, that flesh in that well, if you could imagine that, that will kill off just about a whole village because people are not aware. And the thing about it is it would be so much water that is the people – and by the time the the the, the flesh have finished rotting and whatever, it, it, you know, it, and because it's so much water, it is heavily diluted, and and so people aren't smelling and thinking, okay, it's something rotten in there. They're not able to do that because it's so diluted. But it's uh, just as poison, just the same. And so when and so that is how they would know. Okay, so we need to figure out how we can deal with this situation. And so what then what they started doing, they started building walls around the well, which is, you know, you remember the old textbooks or pictures that you've seen about wells, you know, and what you picture there with a wall, a round wall around it and, and a top on the top of it so a bird can't fly into it and an animal can't jump in there or fall in there on accident or whatever the case is. They started building walls around it. And so this is the idea of what the Lord is telling us in the fourth chapter of the book of Proverbs. Guard your heart with all diligence. Why? Why? Because out of it are the issues. In other words, if you let a, a, a small little house dog, something as small as that, a squirrel, fall in there, and you're not aware of it, it'll be to kill stuff around you, and, and you don't even know it. So why do we go into detail explaining this process? Because that the devil understands that concept. Again, if you want to know the plan of the enemy, get to know God's word, and you'll know what his plan of attack is. So you got that puppy that's going to fell into the well. In other words, you got that devil that have sown something evil in your heart and caused you to believe it. What does it do? It poisons the rest of you through your thought process because you believe according to what's in your heart. And so if it's something tainted there, that's what makes people people all day say, yeah, I confess the Lord Jesus. I believe in the Lord Jesus. And then you can read his word. Why submit yourself therefore to your husband's action to the Lord and everything. No, I don't believe that. that. That's not that word submit. That don't mean that. I'll tell you what it means. It means a puppy that fell in your well because your heart wasn't guarded. You see that? In other words, if you really believe God, if you really believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to believe his word because they're really one and the same. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And then later on it says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among men. So if you have a problem with believing something in God's word, your heart is troubled. It means, so what is that troubled heart? It means that something has fell off in there to change your process. People act according to what's in their heart. You can have a young lady who has kept herself, she's pure, she hasn't slept with anybody, she she want to be married, and she's looking for looking for the day of of marriage, 
in her mind, I'm going to give my all. And, and then the day comes where she gives her all, where she's with a guy who she sincerely, who she sincerely cares about, she sincerely loves, and she thinks because he's told her, you know, I love you and I'll do anything for you. She believes that as she should. But the day comes where maybe she's giving herself to him and then she finds out that he's not really all in the way that she is. And so that relationship ends for whatever reason, maybe infidelity, maybe they just didn't work out, whatever the case is. So that relationship ends. Now, what is her thought process? Does she have the ability? Will she approach the next relationship that she gets in with the same enthusiasm with I'm all in? No, nine times out of ten she's not. You know why? Because she has believed love is according to what her relationship was in the past. That nobody's really all in. So nobody's really all in. That I'm not going to be all in. See how what you believe it changes your actions. It changes your thought process. And then because of that, now she's just like the individual who she was with before. You know, I'm not all in. I'm not going to be all in. So now she's the one that's doing the hurting. You see that she's the one that's that's breaking hearts. You see. So our actions always line up with what's in our hearts. And and so when we're talking about troubled heart, you see, when we're talking about a troubled heart, we're talking about a heart that have allowed something to be sown in it that's not true, that's not according to God's word. That's the kind of heart we're talking about, and it is designed to affect your actions. We Yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, we looked, at ease. Her heart was troubled. We know that. You want to know how you have a troubled heart? When your actions doesn't line up with God's word. And so what happened? God made it clear, don't you eat of that tree, because in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. It was clear, and we pointed out yesterday that Eve believed that, that don't you eat of that tree, because in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. She repeated what God said. But before it was all said and done, she ate of that tree. She went completely against what God said. Her heart had become trouble. Why? Because she believed the lie that the devil told her. And it wasn't just flat out, you know what, you will not surely die. She got offended. You see, offense entered into her heart. How do we know offense got there? Because the devil introduced it. You know, in other words, God is trying to keep something from you. He knows that in the day that you eat thereof, you will surely, that you will be like him, knowing both good and evil. And we know that she meditated on it because we see what happened. She saw that the tree was good for food and that it was desired, desired to make one wise and all. So in other words, she's meditating on what the devil is saying. And because she meditated on a lie, she believed that lie. And that is what changed her action. So somebody asked me yesterday after the program went off. Brother Bone, how do we know if we have a troubled heart? How do you know? Because your actions will be completely contrary to God's word. Your troubled heart will produce actions that will trouble you. You know, in other words, that can cause you to lose your soul or to cause you to remain unsaved. That's what a troubled heart does. A troubled heart 
equals a troubled life. And that's what a troubled heart equals a troubled life. You see, look at your life. Is it normal? When I say normal, I mean according to God's word. Are your thoughts according to God's word? Are you always battling with thoughts and trying to keep yourself looking saved in front of people? You're gonna only, you know, you're gonna only be able to put on a show for so long before what's really, and then then you ought to praise God for allowing within you to come out so they can be dealt with. You see that? If your heart is troubled, and we explained it, and I believe went into detail today about it. If your heart is troubled, in other words, if your actions, your thought process, because see, a lot of my wife, she has this saying, don't train your flesh, crucify your flesh. If your heart is troubled, you'll be one of those people trying to train your flesh. You ain't got to train nothing if your heart is right. If your heart is right, it's going to produce the fruit that it's supposed to produce. But if your heart is troubled, you'll be one of those people that, is quote unquote struggling, trying to live right. You ain't, if your heart is right, you don't have to try to live right. That's just in you to live right. You see that? So, what needs to happen is you need to be honest. If you're one of those people who have a troubled heart, you need to ask the Lord, Lord, what lie did I believe that's contrary? What did I believe that's contrary to your word? What happened to me or what was brought to my attention or whatever the case is that I have believed? What lie have the devil sold me? You see, people people go through life trying to prove something in their life because they believe the lie that nobody likes them, that nobody will really like them the way that they are. So if that's, a, if that's, if that's the case, then you need to ask yourself, what is it about me that people would not like if they knew this about me? And then you just really need to be real. Don't say, well, you know what, bump y'all, because God accepts me. No, be real about it. If you are concerned about what somebody might not like about you, then that's your clue that it's something that's not right there, not bump everybody else because folks hate me. You need to change what you think people won't like about you. Because you know, especially if you're around believers, then we love what's according to God's word. And so you need to confess, you know what, that's me. I have an issue. And don't make, see, out of the ish, out of the heart flows, the issues of life, don't make your issue everybody else's issue. In other words, don't make, don't make yourself the victim in a situation that everybody don't like you. Think about it this way. What's in my heart that I know that's not right, that I'm not dealing with, you know, that's got me thinking mad at everybody else, because I'm not dealing with my issue. I'm not guarding my heart, and I allowed something dead to fall into my into into that well there. You see that? See that? How how people process things when their heart is not right? Is everybody else's fault? Is everybody else? Is everybody else? It's not me. You see. Even though I'm the one that's hiding and trying to pretend. Be real. You see that? Ask the Lord to fix what's there. You see that? To fix, to uproot whatever it is that fell into that well. Ask the Lord to uproot it out of there, to fish it out of there. You see that? So that you can see things with a pure heart, so that you can process things with a pure heart and go on living your life for the Lord. 
Amen. So we want to say thank you all for joining us today. We pray that something was said that has blessed you, and we look forward to sharing more of God's word with you. And I'd really like to hear from you all through email how the Lord has touched you with this message. Have a blessed day.